if you would turn back with me to Hosea chapter 14. Hosea chapter 14. And we're going to look tonight at verses 1 and 2, and then verse 4. Let's read these words. Hosea 14, verse 1, 2, and verse 4. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words, and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, Take away all iniquity, and receive us graciously, so will we render the calves of our lips. Verse 4. I will heal their backsliding, I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from him. The congregation, Israel here was exhorted to return unto the Lord. They had turned against him and had greatly backslidden. But here comes these words tonight. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Return. We have similar words in chapter 6 and verse 1. Chapter 6 verse 1. Come and let us return unto the Lord. For he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. Hosea who prophesied around 73 753 to 725, though some have slightly different dates, prophesies here of difficulties that had befallen Israel. There had been a turning away, but there was also this call, considering this, this call to repentance. Well, in this book, there are some solemn charges against Israel for their idolatries, their uncleanness, their deceit and lies, amongst other things. There were warnings, and there was the news of God's judgment, but also there was the hope of mercy. Mercy for the penitent. And so there comes these calls to repentance. Again, chapter 6, verse 1. Come, and let us return unto the Lord. And in chapter 13, verse 9, O Israel, thou hast destroyed thyself, but in me is thine help. These calls to come, to come back, to return unto the Lord. Now at the conclusion of this prophecy, this book, we have a further exhortation to repentance. And along with it, a gracious promise of blessing. And we have that from verse 4. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquities. Verse 4, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from them. him. I will be as the dew unto Israel. He shall grow as the lily and cast forth his roots as Lebanon. Well, without any further introduction, I'd like us to consider first of all tonight the call to return. Secondly, the instruction in how to return, and we notice that from verse 2. And then thirdly, the gracious promise for the people that return. The call to return, the instruction in how to return, and then thirdly, the gracious promise for the people that return. O Israel, 
Return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Israel, as already mentioned tonight, had turned away from God through their sin. We read here in verse 1, For thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. They had fallen. They had stumbled. They had grievously sinned against the Lord. And judgment was upon them. God was wroth. But here comes this invitation. This call. O Israel, return unto the Lord. What a gracious invitation. Now we know particularly it is a call to Israel. And I'd like us to consider this in a moment. But first of all, consider a call to sinners. A call to sinners, return unto the Lord. Seek ye the Lord. We read in Isaiah, there was a call. Remember that well-known call in the New Testament from the lips of Christ. Come unto me. There is this invitation, this call. Have you gone to Jesus? Well, a call to sinners. Now consider Adam, who was our head and representative, turned from the Lord by sinning against him. The apostle wrote in Romans 5 verse 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Sin entered this world. This world was made perfect. The Lord made, and it was good. But then sin entered into the world. Adam sinned, and creation was marred. Adam who was our head and representative, fell. And so when he fell, all mankind fell. All mankind by ordinary generation fell with him. And so we are sinners. We're sinners. We, we've done wrong. Now turn with me to chapter 6 and verse 7. Chapter 6, verse 7. But they, like men, have transgressed the covenant. They have to... They, there have they dealt treacherously against me. Like men, or in the Hebrew it can be translated like Adam. Adam transgressed. Men have transgressed. There's been a turning, a forsaking. In Isaiah 1 verse 4 we read, Our sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone all way backward. There's been a forsaking. Men forsake. They continue to forsake by sinning against the Lord. Consider how one sins against the Lord by not believing in Jesus. The first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And so when one does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God the Son, they break that commandment. They sin. Such need to be warned in a loving way. They're forsaken. They're going down the broad path. Our Lord lovingly warned those that were listening on. In Matthew 7 verse 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way, that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in 
they weren't. The broad way whereon men continue to forsake the Lord, where does it end? It ends in destruction. And many are going that way. The Lord says, enter ye into the straight gate. Return, return unto the Lord. Heaven awaits those who return, those that repent of their sins. But those who don't. Our Lord speaks of the way that leads to destruction, that leads to that place called hell. When our Lord lovingly called out to sinners that they would turn to him, that they would be saved, and that they then one day would go to heaven. And let me ask you tonight, and I say this lovingly, are you still forsaking God? But the Lord calls to you. He calls to men. He calls to you that you would turn. Turn with me to Isaiah 55, verse 6 and 7. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Forsake your sinful way, your life of unbelief, Turn to the Lord and you'll find mercy. He will abundantly pardon. All your sins will be forgiven. That's good news, isn't it? To know that the one who goes to Jesus believing in him and repents of their sin will have all their sins forgiven. Well, it's a call in the gospel. Come, come, return. Now a sinner in gospel repentance who returns unto the Lord is grieved over their sin. But they turn from it unto God. Are you grieved about your sin? Will you turn from it to God? So then a call to sinners. But let's consider now here a call for the Lord's people to return. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. They'd forsaken the Lord, and judgment was upon them. Here is a call, return unto the Lord. At times the Lord's people backslide. Yes, we're saved because of the precious blood of Jesus. We are justified. All our sins are forgiven and we're accepted as righteous because of the righteousness of Christ. But we still have indwelling sin and we stumble, we fall into sin. As we note here in verse 14, for thou hast fallen, literally stumbled by thine iniquity. We grieve our heavenly father. We stumble, we stray from the Lord. The psalmist knew this all too well. In Psalm 119, verse 176, he said, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. I have gone astray. Why? Because of sin. Return is the word tonight. Return unto the Lord. And the psalmist desired that the Lord would seek him so that he would be found returning. He had gone astray. 
into a sinful meadow. Oh, draw me, and I will return. Return. Return unto the Lord. At times there's a distance because of our sin. Yes, the Lord is with us, but we grieve our Heavenly Father, and there's a distance. There is a distance to some measure. It may be that we've put ourselves first and not the Lord. It may be unclean thought. Unclean things have come before the eye and we've lingered on looking. There can be unclean thoughts, sinful deeds. The Lord knows what we're doing. The Lord sees. He sees not as a man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. He sees and he looks on our hearts. He knows the sinful words, the sinful thoughts. We stray. From the God we love. And it grieves him. And there is fatherly anger. Oh, there's a hiding of his face. There's fatherly anger. But let me tell you tonight. There is fatherly mercy. And this chapter is so full of it. In Micah 7 verse 18 we read. Who is a God like unto thee? that pardoneth iniquity, and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. He doesn't retain it forever, his anger. Why? Because he delights in mercy. There's fatherly anger. But oh, again, we know fatherly mercy coming upon our soul, and we feel it. When we humble ourselves and return unto the Lord. Return. There is his favour. There is his mercy and his love as we see in verse 4. And he calls to you and me, dear child of God. When we stray, come back. Return. Come back, thou straying child of God. Return, mine arms are stretched out to thee. And there is grace, mercy, and love all over his arms. Return. You remember the prodigal son? He went off and lived such a life. But he was convicted. And he felt his sin. And he purposed to go to the Father. And when he was coming, he saw the Father. And the Father embraced the call is return. We've grieved him. We fell him. But he has grace and love and mercy all over his arms. Come back. Where are you tonight, dear child of God? Have you been straying? Well, the Lord says, come back. Oh, as we think of the church in these days and the sins of the church. The Father God is grieved. But what's the call tonight? Come back, return unto the Lord thy God. What a gracious invitation. What a gracious call. Come back. Oh, can we hear the Lord speaking here tonight? Return, return. Now we read in Hosea 6 and verse 1. Come and let us return unto the Lord. You see there, Hosea's reasoning with the people. And the people are 
invite her to join in in this reasoning. Come and let us return unto the Lord. You come. Are you reasoning tonight? Oh, let's go to the Lord. Come and let us return unto the Lord. Each of us as individuals, but collectively as God's people in this nation, let's go back to God. Having strayed from him at times, come and let us return unto the Lord. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God. We stumble, we fall into iniquity. But all oh, there's a gracious invitation, a gracious call to repentance. These are difficult days. What's happened to Zion? But God is on his throne and there's mercy there, there's favour and love. And he says to us, come back. Let's go to him tonight as individuals, but as the church as a whole. We're moving on, let's consider secondly, the instruction in how to return. The instruction in how to return. Let's read now verses 1 and 2 together. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words, and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, take away all iniquity, and receive us graciously, so will we render the calves of our lips. Here we're given instruction. In how the people were to return. And let's open this up a little bit tonight. And first of all consider. One is to take words. Here's the instruction. Take with you words. Then secondly one is to look to God for mercy. Take with you words and turn to the Lord and say unto him. Take away all iniquity. And then thirdly. One is to have a genuine purpose take away all iniquity and receive us graciously so will we render the calves of our lips we'll praise thee we'll worship thee again as we ought we'll stay close to thee well let's consider firstly then as we think of this instruction in how to return one is to take words take with you words there's to be prayer and it's to be from the heart not lip service no true prayer from the heart take with you words sincere heart prayer not like the pharisee in the temple but like the publican you recall in luke 18 verse 10 we read two men went up into the temple to pray the one a pharisee and the other a publican the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. There's the Pharisee. He's not really praying, is he? He's just listing out what he's done. He's not like other men. He's better than them. He thinks himself righteous, how unrighteous he was. He was full of pride, and his prayer was empty. But the publican, we're told in verse 13, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. 
The publican took words from his heart to the Lord. Take with you words. Take words of confession as you return unto the Lord. Luke 15 verse 21, the prodigal son again. Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Father, I have sinned. You see, he took words of confession. As you go to God, take words, true words of prayer from your heart, and confess your sins. You know, if we truly return, we will confess our sins. Perhaps there's someone listening on, but I'm not too bad. You confess your sins. Forever I have sinned against heaven. Take with you words. If you're without Christ, you, you go to the Lord, you pray. Look to the Lord. Take with you words from your heart. Really mean it. I've sinned against thee. Lord, forgive me. Go humbly at this moment and speak to the Lord. Take with you words. Turn, return to the Lord. Take words. If you're without Christ, pray humbly for the first time in your life, looking unto Jesus and confess your sins. Dear child of God, we grieve our Heavenly Father. We stray when I'm returning. Let's take words to the Father from our hearts. Let's be sincere before him. Seek the face of your heavenly Father. Confess your sin to him. Take with you words and turn to the Lord. Take away all iniquity, we say to him. Take it away, forgive me. That's what it means there. Forgive me, heavenly Father. I, I've done wrong. I did that wrong. I said that wrong. I, I thought that wrong. I watched that wrong thing. I went and did that wrong thing as well. Lord, just forgive me. Be open with the Lord. The Lord sees. The Lord knows. But you be open. As it were, hold out your hand and confess your sin. Psalm 32 verse 5. I acknowledge my sin unto thee. Mine iniquity have I not hid. I said I will confess my transgression unto the Lord. And thou gavest the iniquity of my I acknowledge it. I know I've done wrong. And I'm not going to hide it before thee tonight, Lord. I confess my sin. Are you doing that now? Confessing your sin. I remember as a boy at times, I used to try and hide things I did wrong. But I was always found out. And I came to this point where I'd have to say, yes, mum, it was me. Sorry. We own up. God knows everything, but let's own up before the Lord. Lord, I did this wrong. Take with you words and turn to the Lord and say unto him, take away all iniquity. Take words. It may not be audibly. And at times you may hardly be able to put a sentence together. But take words from your heart, the thoughts or the groans, and go and speak to God. We've already thought tonight, it's a 
gracious call to repentance. His arms are stretched out and there's grace, mercy and love all over his arms. You go to him. He's waiting. He's waiting to hear your prayer. You go and take words from your heart to him. You go and commune with him. I recall as a boy, when I'd done something wrong and my parents had found out, I was sent to my room. The door was closed and I would sit there on the bed. Sometimes I would sit there for a while. But I remember on a number of occasions beginning to feel bad. What had I done? And I began to feel, well, I've got to go and say sorry. And I, I would think over, what have I got to say? And, well, this is what I've got to say. And when I felt able, I would go out and I would go into the lounge or the kitchen if mum was in the kitchen. And I, I would try to put some words together. Sorry, mum. Sorry, dad. I've done wrong. Take words to your heavenly father tonight. Lord, I've done wrong. Secondly, as we consider the instruction in how to return, one is to look to God for mercy. One is to look to God for mercy. Take with you words and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously. Now we note there is a plea here that the Lord would receive us graciously. That he would be favourable. That he would show us his grace. We do not deserve it. But oh Father, show us thy grace. May we feel it. As one feels the comforting influence of the sun. You know what's that like? We don't see too much of it at the moment. It's been a very grey November day here in the forest. But you know when the sun comes out, you feel it. Oh, to feel in the spiritual way the grace of God upon the soul. We look to God for grace, but we look to him also for mercy. For we read here, take away all iniquity. God in his mercy takes away or forgives. Turn back to Micah 7 verse 18. Who is a God like unto thee? that pardoneth iniquity, and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage, he retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. What mercy? What compassion? And you see that God delights in mercy, and in bestowing mercy. He delights in forgiving who is a God like unto thee, the pardon of iniquity, he delighteth in mercy. This is amazing, isn't it? We go astray, we offend God, we grieve him, there's fatherly anger. But he delights to show mercy to the penitent. And so in returning, we seek mercy. Would we ever go to the Father? If we did not think there was mercy, no, we go, because we know he's a God of mercy. He's a holy God. He hates sin, but he's such a merciful God. We feel our sin, don't we? Why do we do that? 
but we're led to turn to God because he's a God of mercy. He delights in mercy. This is so wonderful, isn't it? We grieve him, but he delights to forgive you when you humble yourself. If you're without Christ, you, you anger him. But I can assure you this, you go to him penitently. You repent of your sin, he will delight to show you mercy at that very moment we who love the lord he delights to show mercy it's wonderful isn't it it's a joy to him to forgive you i'm amazed at that it's a joy to him it's a delight to him that he forgives me when i humble myself what a god i have what a God of mercy. His mercy is abundant. His mercy is glorious. His mercy is wonderful. That he delights to forgive us. How often he shows mercy. Are we not taught in that prayer? Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins or our debts or transgressions. Every day we're to go to him because every day we fail. Yet we can be assured if we go to him every day, there is mercy and he will delight. Well, we consider ourselves as individuals. Think of all God's people. Oh, what mercy he so often shows. And he delights to show it. Be assured, dear child of God, you humbly go to him. You feel you've done something wrong. You go to him. I can assure you. He delights, and he will delight, to show you mercy. So we seek mercy, do we not? As we consider this instruction in how to return, we go taking words, words from our heart, words of confession, and we go seeking mercy. Oh, make your way. There's something on your mind, and you haven't confessed it. Or if you think, well, there's so many things I don't wrong, I've done wrong, but I can't really remember them. You go and you tell the Lord that. And you seek mercy and mercy. You will find, I can assure you tonight, you will find mercy. You return to a merciful Heavenly Father. Will we not go now? Oh, seek mercy if you're without Christ. You seek mercy. You've forsaken his way. You're at a distance. You seek mercy, just like the publican did. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I recall as a child in the youth group at Tottenham, we used to have these memory verses to colour in on Friday evenings, and I remember this one. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You make that your prayer. Lord, turn away thy wrath. Thou art holy, spotless, but turn away thy wrath. Show me mercy. Oh, mercy we seek. We who love the Lord, we seek mercy, do we not? Psalm 51 verse 1, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. What a lovely description of the mercy of God. His tender mercies. With delight he will forgive. 
and with such tenderness. You see, he's a father, isn't he? He's that loving, tender father who rejoices to forgive his children. But thirdly, as we consider the instruction in how to return, we have here in verse 2, one is to have a genuine purpose. Notice the end of verse 2. Take away all iniquity and receive us graciously, so will we render the calves of our lips. Now in the Old Testament there were sacrifices. But here we consider the sacrifice of praise. So will we render the calf of our lips. The sacrifices of praise would be offered. In Hebrews 13 verse 15 we read, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. The sacrifice of praise. There'll be thanksgiving. Now note this here. There's a purpose here. Take away all iniquity and receive us graciously. So will we render the calf of our lips. We will thank thee. Yes. When thou dost show us that mercy. But we have a purpose here. We're going to praise thee and thank thee. We're going to worship thee. We've been backsliding. But we're going to worship thee. And we're going to seek to stay close to thee. You see, when one is backsliding, they're not seeking really to worship the Lord in a right way. Yes, they, they may say words, but oh, they're, they're going down that course. They're backsliding. But when one is returning, they have this purpose. We will serve the Lord. Lord... Thou hast forgiven me, we will serve thee. And I'm going to stay close to thee and worship thee. I don't want to stray like I was doing. There's a purpose. And when we return to the Lord, then we take words from our hearts. We confess our sin. We look to the Lord for mercy. And we tell him and show to him we have a purpose in our hearts. To worship him, to stay close to him and to thank him. His true repentance. So will we render the calf of our lips. We're going to thank thee. We're going to walk with thee in that close way. We're going to praise thy name. There's this genuine purpose. What a blessing when our feet are turned. And we're making our way. We're seeking mercy. And we have this desire, this purpose. To walk in a way that glorifies him again well as we draw to a close now thirdly the gracious promise for the people that return the gracious promise for the people that return we have the call to return the gracious call then we have the instruction in how to return but then thirdly and very briefly as we close now the gracious promise for the people that return come with me to verse 4 I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from him. First of all, I will heal their backsliding. This healing in view of their sin, what is it? Well, let the scriptures speak. Isaiah 33, verse 24, And the inhabitants shall not say, I am sick. The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven their iniquity. 
And so we see there healing is this forgiving. And we read here in verse 4, I will heal their backsliding. There's forgiveness. And this gracious promise comes to the people. You return, there will be mercy. You seek mercy, you will find. It will not be in vain. You feel your sin, you seek the Lord for forgiveness, it will not be in vain. He will forgive you. I will heal their backslidings. God, as a judge, forgives the sinner who in that initial way seeks forgiveness. The guilt of sin is removed. And then God, as a heavenly father, forgives. As a father, he continues to forgive those that are justified when they humble themselves and seek his face in faith and repentance. You're not guilty. You're not subject now to fatherly chastisement over what you did. You're forgiven. I'm showing you mercy. What a great God. And here's the promise. I will heal their backslidings. Maybe a Christian saying, well, what have I done? What have I said? Here's the gracious promise. I will heal their backslidings. You return. Yes, you're guilty, but you return. What will you find? You'll find this, mercy. You'll find mercy. Your sins will be forgiven. This is amazing, isn't it? What a gracious promise. I will heal their backslidings. I will. He will forgive. He will forgive you. What a wonderful truth this is. We read in Daniel 9 verse 9, To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness. Though we have rebelled against him, we rebel. But there's mercy with the Lord. It belongs to him. And forgiveness, how precious. Maybe a father or mother has told their child off and sends the child to their room. The child comes back, I'm sorry. I forgive you. It's a lovely thing to hear these words, I forgive you, isn't it, children? Well, here's a gracious promise. I will heal their backslidings. I will forgive you. You come, you'll meet mercy. I will turn away mine anger, for mine anger is turned away from him. You'll note the smile. You'll sense the comfort. You'll be aware of the light of my countenance. Mine anger is turned away. I will. You feel your sin. And you go to the Lord. He will forgive you. He will receive. What do we read in the middle of the verse? I will love them freely. I will love them freely. What does this mean? He's going to make it known afresh to them. His love. I love you. Oh, just pause this night. As we consider what's happening in our nation. All the sorrow. All the upset. As we consider what's happening in this world. Look up to God. 
Are you aware of these words? I will love them freely that God loves you in a wonderful and special way. What a comfort to know that God so loves me this very night. I will love them freely. He will manifest his love. Dear child of God, you are loved by the eternal God. You are loved by the almighty God. You can face the future. He loves you in such a special way. What do we read here? I will love them freely. It is not dependent on any merit of themselves. No, it's on my love, my grace and favour. I will love them freely. I will love you freely. You will be aware of God's love. What a gracious promise. Just listen to it again in closing. I will heal their backslidings. I will love them freely. For mine anger is turned away from him. The church will be aware of the smile of God. And God's love will be manifested. Dear child of God, you go to him, you'll find mercy. And he will make his love known to you. His free love. I will love them freely. He does now. He will impress it upon you. Think of the child again. They go back to their loving parents. Sorry. And the parents embrace them. Your heavenly father will embrace you again. I love you. Will you not go back to this God then tonight? O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Thou hast backslidden, but you come back. I will show mercy to you. I will make my favour known unto you, and I will embrace you in my love. I want to go back to God each day. I want to know more of his mercy. I want to be embraced more by his love. We stray. But oh, what is awaiting us when we come back? Dear child of God, let's each day be going to the Lord. One of the things we can do at the end of the day is we reflect over what we've done. Do certain things right, but we failed the Lord in other areas. Go back to him at the end of the day. And may we as the people of God in these days, may we collectively return to him often. And may there be such an awareness of his mercy his favour and his love in the church of Jesus Christ. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from him. It's my prayer for you tonight, as I make it my prayer for myself, that you tonight would be aware of the love, the loving embrace, of the father just like that prodigal did 
just like Hosea did, just like the psalmist did. Let's go to the Lord tonight. His love awaits us, his favor and his smile. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God. He's waiting. And can I impress this upon you as I close? There's a welcome at the throne of grace this night. Amen.